Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is drive time with Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Time now for Market View. Right, and today we want to take a look at how the Singapore stock market closed for the week. But first, a recap of how we started the day. Singapore shares rose in early trade today, tracking mostly gains in US and European markets. So if you look at the Straits Times Index, that rose 0.2% to 3,369 points in early trade. Some 72 million securities changed hands then. So let's take a look at the closing numbers. The benchmark STI closed up 0.61% at 3,000. 384 points. In terms of value turnover, we are looking at 1.4 billion Sing dollars. Gainers trailed losers though, 281 versus 306. Top advances for the day, Jardine Cycle and Carriage, UOB and DBS. And top decliners, Capital Core, Digilife Tech and New. So some notable names seeing development today. Capital Core reported 40.6% year-on-year decline in net profit for the second half and December. Now, as usual, lots to watch helping us out on Friday evening. We have with us Benjamin Go, Head of Research and Investor Education at CRS. Uh, welcome to the show, Ben. Hi, very happy to be here. And great to have you on as well. So, Ben, let's start with the SGX as usual. Busy week, a number of central bank decision and corporate earnings as well. How has the STI closed and how do you think it has performed relative to the developments we saw? Well, certainly it has been an interesting week. So it would appear that we may have reached a pivot point in terms of monetary policy and mm-hmm. inflation fighting. So as you alluded to just now, the Central Bank of the U.S. has announced a relatively small increase in the interest rates of 25 basis points. Uh, I think the growing sentiment here is that the U.S. economy and, of course, with it, the Singapore economy might be on the path towards uh, either you know skirting a recession or towards a soft landing. So that all bodes well. Um, specifically coming back to the Singapore market, so it looks as though this week is actually a bit of a downtrend consolidation phase, hmm. uh, and that's uh, pretty expected since we had a nice price get up uh, get up last week. Um, so I think this is probably a combination of profit taking and digesting the useful coming out of the US. Um, if you're talking about specific technical analysis, uh, analysis um, levels, uh, I would say that the 3,400 points is probably the level to watch Ooh, as that was okay. briefly reached uh, earlier this week. So any kind of decisive break above this will probably be a, a huge plus for the SDI index. Mm. Uh, on the flip side, if you look at the 3,328 points, I think that's a reasonable support level. So again, any kind of decisive movement below this will take the SCI back to its consolidation phase before the price gap up on the 25th of January. Uh, Benjamin, uh, focusing on the biggest gainers uh, today, the biggest movers for today, any of them in particular stand out for you? Sure. Um, as uh, you had already uh, mentioned just now, all three single banks are up today. I think mm. that's not much of a surprise, uh, simply because of the uh, team out there with the higher interest rate regime. Yeah. Uh, as you may already know, uh, higher interest rates tend to feed a higher net interest income for all banks, including Singapore banks. And I think the Singapore banks have uh, kind of handled it pretty well. Uh, we have seen uh, in the last few quarters already that Singapore banks' uh, performance has already gone up quite a fair bit. So that's a big plus for Singapore banks. Uh, and again, uh, very interesting was that the REITs were definitely having uh, or had their day in the sun today. So you have got Maple Tree Logistics Trust, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, Fraser's Logistics and Commercial, Sanders REIT and Capital DC REIT, all making into the top five or rather the top 15 market leaders today. 
and I guess, you know, even behind that is that we may have already reached peak inflation and getting close to peak interest rates. So that's probably, again, a, uh, a good uh, foundation for the REIT sector to do well in, uh, in this year. Mr. Go, let's uh, have a look at Keppel Corporation. Uh, it saw a 40.6% on-year decline in net profit for the second half uh, end of December. Mm-hmm. Should we be concerned? Well, the headline number for the second half performance certainly looks uh, very concerning. But if you zoom out and look at it on a full-year basis, the net income was down only about 9.4%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's about a quarter of the um, decline in the second half performance. Now, this 9.4% drop is uh, actually uh, actually beats analyst consensus on profit. Uh, but that said, Capital Corp's full-year revenue of $6.62 billion came in below the consensus estimate of $8.1 billion. So certainly it looks as though Capital Corp has its work cut out for it. I would uh, say that Capital Corp is one of those companies where investors have to be patient and invest in the long run. Uh, because in general, the offshore and marine sector still faces uh, ongoing challenges from the weakening global economy, high inflation, as well as geopolitical risk. So I think this is probably something for long-term investing. Right. If you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Benjamin Go, Head of Research and Investor Education at CIOS. And uh, Ben, uh, another company making the headlines recently, Semcom Industries, uh, it launched mm-hmm. Southeast Asia's largest energy storage system in Jurong Island. Do you think there are links to this as the company doubles down on renewables? I think certainly over the last few years, there's a lot more focus towards uh, climate change understand climate change as well mm-hmm. as how to mitigate it in terms of renewables as well as reducing the type of or rather the amount of energy that we use. So certainly it is, um, I guess, uh, very interesting that Samarong Corp is an old school, old line kind of industry making the pivot mm-hmm. towards uh, renewables right now. I would say that that's a plus. So certainly uh, I would have preferred them to do it right now rather compared uh, or rather compared to doing it five years later. So I think this is probably going to be a plus and it's going to add new mm. uh, revenue drivers for the company in the years ahead. Mm. Uh, Benjamin, I, I want to ask a typical Singaporean question because, you know, we like to take a look at REITs a lot. So <laughs> Capitaland Ascendus REIT, DPU up 4.3%. Uh, portfolio occupancy hit a 10-year high of 94.6%. Uh, so the question really is this year, 2023, is it the year for REITs? Well, it could be. So the, the, the baseline is that 2022 was basically a bad year for REITs simply because of high inflation and the attendant higher interest rates. Uh, so obviously that would have been a dampener for the um, interest expense for REITs. As you can already imagine, REITs globally, not just in Singapore, have a lot of debt in the balance sheet basically to uh, recycle their um, assets. So that's all part of the cost. Uh, so that has uh, already, or rather the Singapore REITs have already taken the hit last year. So the narrative has changed. If we are moving past peak inflation and heading towards peak interest rates, then it's going to be coming down uh, in 2023, uh, certainly in 2024. Uh, so that is probably going to be a good baseline for uh, performance for REITs this year. So certainly uh, 2023 may be a good time to take another look at our favorite REIT sector, um, since interest rates may be coming down closer to the end of the year. 
And from Singapore, Ben, I do want to segue and look, take a look mm-hmm. at the U.S. hours to market open there. And most companies reporting last night missed estimates. We're talking about Apple, mm. Alphabet, Starbucks. What do you think this really suggests about the U.S. economy and how are U.S. markets expected to close the week? Because yesterday was a, a big rally for the Nasdaq, right? Sure. Well, the technology sector in the U.S. Uh, certainly has not been doing well, right. uh, simply because of the leveraging uh, risk of environment, high interest rates, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, but there are also points that uh, points to the fact that the U.S. economy is moving into a different phase. So it would appear that uh, companies like Apple, Alphabet, um, Intel. Uh, are seeing ongoing challenges in demand for electronics, e-commerce, as well as digital advertising. Right? But you do have also co- other types of companies, online companies as well as utilities that reported really, really good numbers. So I would say that this is, again, part of the cost because as we head into a different phase in the economic cycle, uh, the sectors that tend to do well and not so well, of course, change over time. Uh, mm-hmm. As to your question about how the U.S. Uh, market might close today, uh, as you have already mentioned, the last two trading sessions, U.S. markets have done really, really well, right. uh, especially on Wednesday night, Singapore time. I'm just looking at the futures prices, U.S. futures prices. You will appear the S&P 500 futures price is about 20 points down, so that's about 0.5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nasdaq is slightly up, about 0.3%, and we're talking about futures prices. Uh, I would say that it's kind of flat. So if today is going to be a nothing burger day, then hmm. if we, then in taking into account the performance in the last few days, uh, the U.S. market will end well uh, this week, about between up three percent for the S and P five hundred and about six percent for the Nasdaq. Thanks very much, Ben. That was Benjamin Go, head of research and investor education at CIAS. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.